but it's funny to hear yourself talking because most people hate the sound of their own recorded voice. Not me. It was so... <laughs> Alex is like, I could listen to myself talk all day long. When we first Certainly. did it with the cans, because we did it for a while, not necessarily as industry secrets with headphones. We didn't have headphones for a while, and then we got this system, and then it went to headphones. Yeah. And I thought I'd only be like listening to myself when it's going on. You're like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. I'm like trying to think and talk at the same time. And then, But you get used to it so quick. Yeah, it, it it adjusts pretty quick. Some people have a problem with it, but uh, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Bobby? Doing good. Uh, you, Alex? Not so bad. Well, uh, welcome back to Industry Secrets, the podcast where we talk shit and talk shop. Um, today, we have a um, very special guest with us. Um, shit, I forgot to ask you your last name before we Ennis the Menace. Ennis the Menace. Zekic. Ennis Zekic. That's probably starts with a C or something. Ennis Zekic. Starts with a Z, ends with a C. Oh. That's hard to pronounce. He's known for the sack. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Groundhog's Day. It's Groundhog's Day. Is it really? Today. I did not know. Yeah. I feel like I'm a big Bill Murray fan, so I feel like I need to watch that movie tonight when I get home. You got to keep a little close to that mic. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We were going to do something Groundhog's day theme when we planned this and then uh we didn't do anything else to prep for that you didn't do anything else to prep for that. <laughs> oh shit I alex has a surprise look at me projecting <laughs> I, I i i learned a bunch of stuff about groundhog day ahead of this <laughs> good on you yeah i uh i was gonna text you something that i thought would be funny which i guess i could do now if you look at your phone and then that we could do that um but in any case i'll get I us mean, started yeah ns yes as an adult man <laughs> Barely. Have you ever shit your pants? Uh, not as an adult man. Just uh, as a wee baby. As a wee baby. Actually, the last time I shit my pants, I was living in Germany, and I was playing uh, table tennis in this gorgeous park right next to where we uh, lived, and I was winning, and I did not want to forfeit to go and poop, so I shit my pants, and then I ran home only to find out that we had guests over, <laughs> and <laughs> the look on my mother's face, I don't think I've ever seen her be more disappointed in me. <laughs> Hey, That's... I mean, let her down big early, and then uh... <laughs> so, you know, set the bar low, and then uh, you just, you build from there. Just set it right on the floor and uh, get going. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you win that game? I did. It was. I feel like it's somewhat I, worth it. It was a sacrifice. How old were you? Uh, I was, I think, seven or eight. Oh, it was like right, right before we left. Competitive her. at a young age. I yeah, actually, I've, I've become less competitive since then. But maybe shitting my pants has something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> shitting your pants will humble a man, <laughs> certainly. Um, so, Ennis, yes, as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? I have not, thankfully. Uh, I've done a <laughs> lot of embarrassing things. Shitting my pants as an adult has not been one of them. Uh, I have puked in front of bosses. I, I've, no. I've done lots. Oh yeah, I've done lots of embarrassing things. But shitting my pants is not on that list. Very fortunately for me. So is puking in front of your bosses mostly industry related yes or, oh or are God. you one of those real you, rad dudes no no no, no. Do, do you guys want to hear the story because he's like pretty, selling small yeah. business loans and pukes in front of his boss so i, I was uh i was doing a market visit with uh with my boss okay i'm, I'm gonna for obvious reasons i'm gonna not name names sure. or companies uh, <laughs> but uh we were doing this market visit uh we just launched a state and the night before, we'd gone out with, with our contacts there, some reps uh, at some really cool accounts where we already had placements. It was just a, an awesome night. And uh, I, I got a little carried away. And the next morning, we, we have a meeting at the distributor. And we're at the top of the driveway. I'm driving the rental. My boss 
is riding shotgun and I just chugged a Gatorade because I'm just trying to keep it together. Um, <laughs> just praying. And, and, and the praying was not, the, the prayers were not answered because uh, it, it came back up and at the top of the driveway right after this meeting, uh, as we're about to head down to, uh, to go work the market. So you uh, got through the meeting. I got through the meeting and actually like I, I contributed to the meeting. I, I kept it together so well that I even surprised myself. And uh, and we get to the top of this driveway, and the second I was like in motion in a car, it just all the Gatorade oh, came yeah. back. It's blue Gatorade, by the way. All, all came back up, and I just opened the door, and I just hurled right outside. And uh, and I'm terrified at this point because I'm like, man, I'm going to get fired. And I look over, and my boss is fucking dying. He's just cracking up so hard. And he ended up telling me at the end of the day, because I, after hurling, I rallied, we, we, we sold a bunch of beer, we crushed it, we, we had a great day, but he was like, wow, I was really impressed, I did not think you were going to make it through the day. <laughs> and, Impressive. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a trial by fire, I suppose. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, um, I don't, puking in front of bosses is, uh, it's, well, I mean, I've puked in front of John so many fucking times, it's unreal. <laughs> But um, we did do a, a ride with one time with Santan, like real early in the days when we were all friends. Not that we we're not friends with Santan now; it was just a different kind of climate. Our distributors encouraged us to do like co, like um, what do you call them? Uh, shit, crew drives. <laughs> yeah, 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 crew drives. A, re- a relic of the past. Um, and so we did a co crew drive with Santan and um, one of our brewers, who's now over at Beaver Street. He. Uh, puked right in the middle of, right the back of jack daniel or josh daniels uh now sweetwater um car we're in the drive-thru and just like i'm not gonna make it the door's done he's just like and you just hear it like soft pattering and josh is like bro you are you puking in my car and he's like i'm sorry bro you couldn't get in the car well yeah because he's in the back seat and then and they're in the drive-thru and so he can't get out because he's oh. in the he's in the back <laughs> driver's seat <laughs> and oh. so he just hits up and we're packed in there and so he starts puking between his legs. Oh, no. Ah, that's a pretty good one. I've puked in front of my brewers. Uh, I've had a rep puke in front of me. I've never puked in front of the owners or in front of distributors. Uh, but I've been a, a real shithouse person in front of people. <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, I feel uh, like if, if you've been in the industry long enough, that, that isn't... Yeah, you're going to get... It's inevitable. You're going to get lit, yeah. brother. Like, it's going to happen. <laughs> and Like so, tomorrow. Some, yeah. tomorrow. Uh, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Oh, yeah. I keep... That's going to be fun. Dude, I'm really excited. excited. Speaking oh, I'm of Groundhog's Day, I, the first year I did... Maybe it was the second year I did um, the Cigar Bar Olympics. I think it might have been the first. I think I asked Paige seven times if I had closed out. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm notorious for that. I was just like, I walked away and I don't want to walk away from this tab and I'm fucking hammered. So I kept asking. Um, and now I joke with her every time. I'm like, I closed out, right? Um, that just means that you're a good guy even while wasted. You know, I just don't want to, I don't want to screw over an account. I want to pay my bills. Um, but I do want to get in the next question. And it is, Ennis, as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? <laughs> is this, is this going to be like a repeating That's thing? That's the Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. It's, it's Groundhog Day. I, I have never shit my pants as an adult man, but I have plenty of embarrassing stories. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, we, get, we got our <laughs> Groundhog's Day theme in. For certain. <laughs> well, Bobby pulls up his notes. I don't I know. It depends sh- on how much will, we drink. Maybe uh, yeah. I will share <laughs> we'll a random Groundhog's Day fact, um, which will there will be many peppered in throughout this podcast. But we'll start it off with uh, Ponataki. Uh, his name is Philip. No one calls me Mesa Alex. Anyways, <laughs> Philip 
saw his shadow this morning, so that means six more weeks of winter, which actually is more commonplace. So out of I 126 so. times, 125 times, 26 was this year, I think, 105 of those have been uh, six more weeks of winter. It's actually oh, okay. only 20 in the since 1887 when it started have we actually had the, oh, spring starts tomorrow or today thing. Have they... And how do they measure that he sees it's just if he turns around? Oh, I can answer that. Um, so, um, but so what happens is is it's not a shadow anymore. They have two scrolls. I watched it this morning. Okay, because they have it. On yeah, the TikTok. Um, and so they pull him out, and then he touches one of them, and then whichever scroll it is, they read from. Oh, and that's either because you know someone on TikTok was actually pointing out. They're like, wait. Um, it doesn't, and it's it always bothered me too as a kid because, like, if it was going to be wintry, which would be longer winter, it would be overcast, and you would definitely not see a shadow. But if you saw the shadow, which is what causes winter, right, and scares him, the sun would be out. So it just, it's all counterproductive. It's a bit backwards. Yeah, I mean, it's a tradition that goes yeah, all the way fair, back. It's based around a beaver, or ground, it's, <laughs> based around a beaver. It's, it's a, a tradition that was brought over by the German Hungarians to the Americas anyway, so it's not like. Of course, Pennsylvania turned into this fucking weird mole rat thing. Um, but it used to be like with wolverines and badgers. Uh, Germans are fucking crazy. Beaver Day would have quite a different couple different yeah. options for meetings, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before we jump into the Ennis of it all, the last oh thing I was just going to mention is anytime it has been uh, no shadow spring yay, uh, the year has been a real shit bucket. Um, case in point, the last one was 2020. It was when he saw he didn't see a shadow. Yeah. And then we had COVID. Yeah. Well, he we had all with, of the, with the Chinese. Uh, I, listen, allegedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this until proven guilty, sir. I'm his attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you specialize in groundhog law? Groundhog law? Uh, after this morning on TikTok, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully it stays cool for a little longer because uh, it's just going to get real, real hot. in two weeks, and I would love a, like, double-digit strong beer fest. It would be so gorgeous. Yeah, triple, I've had some triple digits. They're not fun. It's very, They're not It's fun. very commonplace for that to be triple digits, even if it was, like, the week before not. Mm-hmm. But the winter is extended pretty far, so. I, I'm very optimistic. Me too. Fingers I, crossed. Yeah. Knocking yeah. on the wood. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's at our door. I'm trying to sell me fiber optic. That's what I was just chasing down. I was like, I'm you in a meeting. You fiber optic here? I would love that. The dude was just trying to sell it to me and give me a you gift card. And I was like, it. I'm in a meeting. He's like, well, let me tell you about nine more things. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like I should move down here if you can get fiber, fiber optic. That's well, amazing. apparently my neighbor has the same name as me. Really? He When he was there, he's like, do you know the house next to the next house? I'm like, nope. He's like, oh well, Bobby, Bobby over bro. there uh, just signed up with me, and like, like that's your strongest sales pitch. Well, someone else bought this. <laughs> would you like to? They wouldn't even have to pitch me because I would love to get fiber because it's amazing, especially if you work from home a bunch. Like I know you do. Sure, yeah, but uh, right time, right place. Yes, no, absolutely. Read the room is yeah. uh, is a very, very you know when you're talking to a buyer and the phone is just ringing and you're like. I'm but, come this, back. but this beer has won gold at the Great American Beer Fest, <laughs> and it ranks this much on Untapped. And they're like, uh-huh. And they just keep looking at the phone. And you're like, but let me tell you about four more beers. 
Tell you about the history of the brewery. Well, now I know what to say when I wave to my neighbor. Hey, hey Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Stabby boy. I love it. Honestly, there's too many Bobbies on the street. You know, I've and never... There can really only be one Highlander. I've never met another Ennis here except for my father. And you're, at some point, so you got a junior. You, I am a junior. You've got to uh, duel him for the for the title. You know, <laughs> that would only work in Bosnia. Cause it's a pretty common name there. But uh, I've I've yet to ever meet another. Actually, you know what? That's not true. They were just never spelled like mine because there was a UAV basketball player, Ennis Fella. That was his name, Ennis Fella. Yeah. Decent name. <laughs> that Ennis was a good fella. <laughs> this was like back in like 2005, I think, is when he played for the UAV. Fella. Fella. Oh, that's cool. I like that name. <laughs> that's what you watched on to from that story. Yeah. Hey, he's a good fella. I got to meet him. It was kind of it's kind of weird. His name was spelled kind of like anus, though. It was, it was, I felt not so him. cool there. Not so cool there. <laughs> Nothing like a good basketball player, like a sports announcer, like just totally mispronouncing a name. Oh. Like, think you had one job. Here's anus fella. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, bro, I don't want to look at your anus. He's like, no, it's anus fella. Oh, you know, fellow, right into I, that. I, I could have been worse. I, I feel like I've seen worse names. Yeah, like Alex. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I that's couldn't attack just him. We had already been talked about his name. Fair There's only three people in here. Um, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I was in the second grade. I'll never forget this. Uh, I was not in class with this kid, but he was in another class, um, the one next to ours. His name was Minus. <laughs> M I N U S. His parents must have just been real fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't, like, I've thought about it for nearly 40 years now. And I've never been able to fathom what the fuck that was about, to be honest. And I've heard some fucked up names just because, like, you know, I'm always reading stupid shit. And I think I might have talked about this on the podcast, it's too. It's just like because... real trailer park people that think it means the guy who touches things and turns them to gold. Midas. <laughs> Midas in the D is silent. Understood. And, and keep it off the birth certificate, too. <laughs> so the top three uh, most ridiculous names on a list that I didn't create, but I also... There are other ones, but these are just the ones I remember. So there's Yusnavi, uh, which is a Puerto Rican woman named her baby the first thing she saw when she came into America, which was the site of a U.S. Navy ship. Oh. Okay, so Yusnavi. Hey, that's clever, and I like the usage of uh, pronunciation from a different culture. She just closed her eyes culture. getting off the plane? I, I think she was, like, coming into port. Oh, and then, that, like, makes, had a baby. that makes more sense. Yeah. She didn't uh, see tree or This was a list about land. terrible names, not, like, a deep dive on these people's <laughs> lives. Um, there was a, it's a Middle Eastern name. Uh, it's S-H-I apostrophe T-H-E-A-D. It's uh, Shitad. Shitad. <laughs> yeah. Salt one's taupe. And then, uh, and I promise this is real. I've had to have this conversation a few times with people. Uh, Top Ramanisha. Uh, <laughs> Top Ramanisha. Top Ramanisha. Hey, probably cheap. Oh, and um, uh, I guess just bonus, uh, Jacqueline, uh, my lovely wife, she used to work in um, like ultrasound tech and stuff like that. Uh, she met a woman who had named her child Glonaria. Ooh. And when she asked her, like, hey, that's a beautiful name. Where did you come <laughs> up with it? And she's like... I just saw it in the doctor's office, and I thought it was beautiful. So she literally took the word gonorrhea, gussied it up, and named her child. Did you ever see the that. movie Waiting? Yes. Chlamydia. You know what? I think I might 
name my daughter chlamydia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's like that, but real life. So people, I had a I grew up with a girl named Breezy. There's a there was a Breezy in the industry. She used to work at Papago for a while. Um, she actually, I think, still does uh, shows at uh, Yucca. Uh, so I've known a Breezy in my lifetime. Yeah, I used to think like and also, as a child, not understanding it, and like a teacher's like, I hope it's nice. I hope it gets Breezy, and you're like, you hope it gets who? I, uh, <laughs> Who's gonna get Breezy? She's a nice lady. In my small town, there was like a. They weren't immigrants. They were like third generation Russians. Uh, Breeze Rosnowski. Um, so I had grown up with a Breeze, like a, just a male dude named Breeze. Uh, and then so when I met a Breezy, it never struck me as weird. Ennis, you got any weird names you knew? Uh, I mean, not that'll top any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than my own, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Come on, you had to hear some weird ones in Bosnia. So I actually I have a bunch of friends that work like... And like as like... <laughs> I have some friends that work as like uh, like loan analysts or like insurance guys, and they we have the Snapchat group, and they will literally like well they'll blur out all the stuff obviously. Yeah. But whenever they come across somebody with a weird name, they'll like post it in this group. And and just literally yesterday, somebody posted a guy that whose first name was Asa and his last name was like Duh, and he was like Asa. <laughs> That's a great name. That's a great name. It's power, it's power name. That you everybody announces you as your first and last. <laughs> <laughs> Son, like you are a sir at that point. That dude better move to California as quickly as possible because he'll fit right. Dude, he just has to go work for somebody in marketing. <laughs> Some young up and coming. Just throw shockers all day yeah. long. <laughs> well, listen, a, a name is powerful, and um, no person uh, more perfectly represents this with their own children, but also his representation of what I would consider American culture. Tom Hanks is proof that when you. Uh, n- Name a kid Colin, you get a Colin, and when you name a kid Chet, you get a Chet. <laughs> Do his kids suck or something? So that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, Chet Hanks is real terrible. Oh, I know Col- Chet Hanks. That's yes. a, that's Colin real... Hanks is a Oscar that's a real... nominated actor who's amazing. That's a real nature versus nurture argument. But also, who's to say that it's not? But that's Tom Hanks. But both who, kids. Who, who's to say that's not firstborn versus secondborn or any other factor? And, and Tom Hanks has been remarried. I get it. Um, I just you know. If we, if we that, break like, it down, it's not as funny, I guess. Isn't that the dude that like, <laughs> yelled about like his ex-wife having sex with some black dude or something like that? Listen, mostly what I know about Chet Hanks is he tried to no, make no, no. the white boy something happen. Oh. Didn't about, Tom hey, Hanks... let's not disparage Tom Hanks. I love him. Didn't Tom... No. Didn't Tom I, Hanks what? That man's never been in a scandal. Right when QAnon, Who am I thinking right of? when QAnon got real big, there was Will like Smith, probably. one. <laughs> there is one. <laughs> no, who's the dude in Passion of the Christ? Uh, Jim Caviezel? No, 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 fucking Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, that's who it was. Okay, He's well, first the one of all, that's Mel Gibson, mad. not in Passion of the Christ. Directed he directed it. it. Whatever. Wait, Jim Caviezel is in Passion of the Christ. I've never seen it. Come on. I've actually never seen Passion of the Christ yeah, either. I just know that. Mel Gibson is all getting his ass beat up for like an hour and a half cosplaying Jesus. It's very, it's it's the most unnecessary movie that's ever existed. It's like, it's literally just the crucifixion of Christ. Like (laughs) anyway, anyway, it's wild. Back back to weird names. I actually used to be really upset that I had like a, especially once we moved to this country. Obviously, it's not a weird name where we came from, but I used to be pretty upset like I had a weird name growing up. And it wasn't until like probably in the last decade that I really realized you embrace it, right? Well, not only do you embrace it, but it's people seldom forget 
Oh yeah, a name that they've literally never fucking heard before, and especially in this industry, like I, I've had people literally call me after I've sent like an introduction email just to ask how to pronounce my name, and that led to like a conversation, yep. and that led to like building relationship and selling yep. beer, and like oh yeah, it's just it's funny, you know when I, when I was younger I used to be like man I like I hate explaining my name I hate doing this but now these like it's an icebreaker I can yep. make a joke out of it like that's nice and it's it, it's just funny how that has has changed as I've gotten older and as I've you know. Found a way Progress. to extract some value out of it. Not even just extract value, but like make fun of it and like that's extracting value. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Just however you see it that way. Yeah. I mean, I uh <clears throat> it's it's always perception too, right? Because um didn't mean to cough on the mic that loud <laughs> so directly. Uh sorry listeners. But like, you know, the first time I heard your name, it didn't sound bizarre to me at all. It just was like I need to remember that and eventually learn to spell it. <laughs> um and I also lived in North Phoenix for a long time uh, and South Phoenix. So I've, I've met a lot of interestingly named people, but like you're, you're absolutely right. Um, the, I'll never like, I, it's apparently a very common name in India, but I'll never forget the first person I met named ready. Cause it just stuck out to me so much. I was like, that's a name. And then you ready, it's ready. very common over there too. So do you know what got me? I was in Flagstaff and I don't, maybe I was just out of my element. I'm calling accounts and some guys like, I'm like, Hey, so who's the buyer I should be looking for? You guys like his name is Juan. I'm like, like a ton, like wonton, like W O N. And he's like J U A N. Like Juan. <laughs> I look at him like, that's my B. Uh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of being embarrassed, uh, Trevor's Liquor—they just opened that that new store. Yep. I was in there last week. Did I tell you this? Uh-uh. I'm so excited. Oh my god, they have these gorgeous sliding glass doors with this really clean glass. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. And I was in there, and I was like, for a moment, I was swapping out a handle to like update it and bring put on a cool one, and like I bought some samples, and I was walking out the door, and I like looked to my right at the counter to say something to somebody. <laughs> And the doors, I feel like, open on the wrong side that you expect. Like, I usually expect doors to open. I don't even know. I just, I feel like the doors open <laughs> on a side that you, that doesn't. I just feel like these are fucked up doors. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the doors just don't open the way you expect them to. And I just, I'm like f- full speed walking. And I have oh. like beer in my hand. And I, I walk directly into this fucking no. door. Oh. And, and I set both the one that like was sliding and the stationary one like off their tracks. And they're both made to like open I found this. I found this out after the fact because I was fucking mortified. But they're both made to open to like accommodate like big things coming yeah. in. That's but I like it looked like I broke both sides of the fucking door. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't imagine. There was like location. there was like another supplier there, and like my my rep from my distributor was there, and I'm like, dude, I didn't. I did not even look around to see who saw me. Like once I made sure that like. I like called somebody over and then I just I wanted to slip through a crack in the floor, but I really just ran out to my car and drove away and I did not go back for a while. Yeah. <laughs> all these suppliers are like Who the <laughs> Dude, I was unfortunately wearing a billboard of all Ailsmith stuff. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. fuck they're gonna know. Oh that is Hey dude, I did that at an airport uh, accidentally with a gun, so uh, yours is better. Yours is better. So somewhere in the middle of that we were at uh, the distillers conference and we're in the hotel and for some I mean, anyone who's interacted with me insert reason I was distracted here um, and before I as I look up I run right into the fucking glass panel to the right of the door in front of my coworkers. so that's pretty embarrassing it also leaves like a little nice little 
I don't know oh, if I didn't yeah. wash my face enough or whatever in the morning, but just a nice little like oil slick right on the <laughs> yeah, just just right. Just <laughs> now, I hit my face on it pretty hard, so I'm glad it was a smaller mark because if it was like as I felt it, it'd be real embarrassing. Some young SoundCloud rapper is like, "Can I sample that sound?" So on its own, on its own, pretty innocuous story. However, they don't clean their windows the entire time we're there. So every day we go out the door, I got to fucking hear about it because <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and then anyone they're with, they're like, burr, burr, burr. and then we're leaving the last day and it's still there. And they're making fun of me. And I was like, y'all don't clean around here. <laughs> just like screaming. I'm like, y'all don't clean your windows. <laughs> I would have just cleaned that window myself. <laughs> well, I just kept expecting it to get clean. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is it? But also, I probably should have picked up when the bartender, like, because we kept, everyone kept giving us to-go drinks every time we ordered drinks, which was wild. And then we ordered a drink at the hotel, and the bartender's like, hey, you want to to-go cup with that? And Kevin was like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, y'all just don't seem to give a fuck around here. And the bartender is, like, full back to us, watching the game. No trying to, like, of professionalism at all. And he's just like, we got bigger things to worry about around here, man. It's a playoff game, dude. No, I, I think they mean that just that, you know, St. Louis is shithole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. No, that is what he meant. Um, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I think that if, like, they're just giving styrofoam to-goes to random bar patrons everywhere in the city, I don't think that cleaning dude, the windows every day is a fucking priority There is priority nothing either. worse than a beer in a styrofoam cup. It's just pure foam. Uh, it's all fucking foam. Listen, you're correct, but... There's something worse than that, I'm, sure, but... I misspoke. Um, they give you styrofoam for their cocktails, and they give you solos for the beer. Okay. So it's a very manageable system that they've got going on here, where they break every liquor law known to man in the city that Anheuser-Busch exists in. Sounds <laughs> like a cool place. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> um, I loved it. It was so ridiculous. Fuck rules. Dude, the guy that picked us up in an Uber had a cooler in the back seat. It was like, "Y'all want some beers?" Yeah, and they were Bud Lights. But I mean, for the, I mean, we're in. St. He's like, it's, you just got to tip well, two bucks per can. Well, a, we're in St. Louis, and B, like you pop the beer open for the for the story, the vibe, whatever. Like, it oh, doesn't for matter. Sure. Yeah, you just drink a Bud Light. It's Literally, any Uber I get in, if someone offered me a beer, I would accept it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's one of the things beers. in this industry where be people like... Be the change like, you want to see in the world, Bobby. That's what Start I'm talking about. being an Uber with a cooler of, of buddy loggers. In this. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that seems irresponsible. Speaking of irresponsible, we should get into some of these fucking stories. Yeah. So I want to hit you with one. Got any crazy customer interactions? I've, I've been pretty fortunate that customer interactions haven't been too crazy, but I do have some pretty shady stories. I like this. It's shady industry going the right direction. guys that I think uh, will make your jaws drop. Um, God, where do I start? Actually, I wrote some notes earlier. I saw those notes. <laughs> I was like, which one did he write about? Um, shadiest thing. I've actually had at a distributor that shall remain nameless. Yeah. At least uh, in a state that shall remain nameless. I had a boss literally steal and skim commission from me. What? Oh, yeah. What? And uh, I went to the VP at the time. Isn't there like a oh, rate, dude. like a whole system so oh, that can yeah. happen? Yeah, but like... You, the, have, to have, you small... have to have more than one person complicit in the system. Imagine... I, I small... could imagine like going to my payroll department or the guy who submits it, like our operations manager, and be like, hey, you know those sales? They're mine. Like, they're like, 
No, they aren't. Oh, dude, it I remember. I remember calling these guys out, and they were like, "Well, the beer went in, and you hadn't put in the, uh, the, the you would like fill in these tap request forms, mm-hmm. and that's how you got. That's how they tracked your payment." And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's the end of the month, and they're tapping it next week, which is the beginning of the next month, so I shouldn't be filling in a tap request form." And I found out from the the draft guys that were that would fill these things and yeah. file them. I always took them to lunch. By the way, you always got to grease the wheels. Oh yeah. Um, I found out from them that like the the, that like people were submitting kegs I was selling and handles I was getting, and people. I mean, my my two bosses at the time. No. Fucking I swear way. to God. And I, I confronted them, and they're like, "Well, you you know, we just want to make sure this got tracked for the end of the month." And I'm like, "I'm not stupid, you freaking yeah." Asshole. You want the money? It was it was literally ridiculous. And I remember going to the VP, and he tried to brush under the rug, and then you know my checks were miraculously bigger for for the next yeah, few pay periods, yeah. and. And uh, and that actually leads me into my 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 I quit story. <laughs> okay, let's get into let's it. Um, so, so after all of this went down, I hey, wait, to- wait, hold on, Ennis, do you have any any cool I quit stories? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the same bosses was just the most unreasonable person I'd ever met. Um, but he actually did me a favor because I feel like I wouldn't have progressed my career if I had never been kind of forced out of that position there. Uh, anyway. So after all of that went down, a couple months went by, and I used to call on uh, this very large high-volume account in the city, and the the account didn't care. Like, we always had a beer of the month there, and that needed to go up somewhere around the first, which meant, like, I would load in the beer and, like, go and change out the POS and all this yeah. stuff. The account didn't care if the POS happened on the Friday right before the first or the Monday right after the first. Like, yeah. As long as it's right around there. Yeah. This boss was so unreasonable that he was like, no, I want you to go down there on a Saturday or a Sunday. And it was like an hour and a half round trip from where I lived. And I'm like, dude, the marketing person doesn't care at our company. The account doesn't care. And it's like a great giant account. They're like, yeah, dude, no, we don't want you to drive down here yeah, on a Saturday the first or Sunday. Is a, the first is a Saturday. Like, get it on so, Monday. So, or I would get it on Friday and just yeah. like, like just start selling the new shit. So, Also, the only thing that matters in this business, aside from getting paid um, your money, is the your client is happy. Yeah. And and they, so if and, oh, and they so, were. so if nothing's not going to change, you don't need to ruin everyone's weekend. This gentleman just did not understand that unfortunately. <laughs> Jesus uh, fuck. So, I remember sitting in an office one time and he was like I, I want you to go down there on a Saturday and I was like no, you're being unreasonable. The account doesn't care. Marketing doesn't care. And he's like, well, marketing's not your boss and the account's not your boss. And I was like, this guy's literally off of his fucking rocker. And we were sitting in that room that day and being like, I need to find a new job. And uh, shortly after that, uh, they tried to demote me. And I uh, luckily had already been interviewing and had been offered a job elsewhere. And the day that they uh, offered me a demotion, I declined. And they, they literally didn't have my exit paperwork ready because they... they they thought they so highly of themselves that they could bully me into uh, taking like a, a giant pay cut and, and doing all this. And I remember the look on both of their faces when I politely, very politely declined and asked for my exit paperwork and my final check, which none of which they had ready. <laughs> it was to this day one of the most satisfying moments other than walking into an account at my following job while that gentleman was trying to make a sales pitch and just... I own that account at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I walked in and yep. his sales pitch got completely interrupted. The bartender, the owner, everybody's like, Oh my God, you're here. Like, what can we do for you? What do you got this? Way? And like, just completely ruined his day. That was the other most satisfying moment with that. <laughs> it, it, seriously. It's one of the, one of the biggest things for businesses. You're like, Hey, we, we're either going to let someone go. You got to do it the right way. Or if they want to leave, be understanding about it because the person that's out there doing all that work, building all those relationships. And then to then ruin that where as soon as, 
they leave, they're going to go to a, a competitor, do all the same things, and they can either then say nice things about the company that they used to work for and continue selling the new beer, or shit the fuck all over the old company. Burning bridges is not wise in an industry that is so small. I just... Um, the incestuous... The in- no, no. It's ancestral. It's absolutely yeah, ancestral. I was, I was going to really try to gussy up that word, but we're just going to skip it. Um, but yeah, the nature of this business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, I, I try to use a $14 word at least 10 times um, and make up new ones. Um, but like your point's exactly correct, right? We are all so crossbred in this industry that like there's no way you're not running back into somebody, right? And <laughs> it's all about expectation management and sometimes we can't help those relationships like i always try to make sure because i know people are going to stay in the industry and i just want the next place you go to i just when shit comes out your mouth i just don't want it to involve me i do find it funny (laughs) though and and i've had a lot of friends that i've sold both in like the california market and the arizona market and um I, i do find it funny that in particular the arizona market has a community and i've traveled quite a bit for work and like hit a bunch of markets the arizona community is is kind of special because People, it really is a community. You go to like San Diego and try and sell beer, and it is the most cutthroat fucking environment. Reps are literally flipping each other off when they take each other's handles. Like, people are not friends if they don't uh, work for the same company or the same brewery. I worked at a Nevada market for three years. It's fucking insane. And like, one, like, I had maybe two or three supplier reps in San Diego that we were boys. One of them was a pizza boy rep, but they're just like, that's what their business model is, is be homies. Yeah. And, uh, which is rare for that market. Like it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody no, else just, just like, like, again, is just like, you guys. yeah. So it is the, me and the, uh, me and the, uh, <laughs> the pizza boy rep would joke with each other and we would tell each other what handles we stole from each other. And it would all be rotating craft beer bars. Like, Oh, I took your handle at Regal Beagle, dude, you suck. And, they know they weren't going to resell that in, right? Like, you get your amber handle. And then next week, you try to sell something different. They're not going to reorder your amber. It's a rotating craft beer bar. So when I go in, I'm like, what are you backing up that amber with? And they look at me like, uh, your amber? I'm like, perfect. And then I like, text the buyer. I'm like, ha, 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 or the rep. I'm like, ha, ha, got you. And he's like, don't worry, I got you here. And I'm like, fuck. You know? I don't know, and I feel like over there, people literally target handles. They're like, "I want oh, that handle," and yeah, that's, they do, and honestly, they pay for that. And, too. and like, yes, that happens sometimes here, but for the most part, like when, I, when I'm presenting to, to somebody here, like I'm just like, "Hey, man, this is my stuff. Like, love to get it on. Love to come drink it here. Yeah. Like, I don't. It yeah. just it's it's here are my wares. Look at them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like that. I've been I've been targeted by uh, by Four Peaks once, um, and it stopped there. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you handle that? <laughs> I just went to the rep or to the buyer of the account and like straight up talked to her. I was like, "What? Well, listen, when they come back in, like, or I was like, hey, I, I took their handle and it wasn't that I was chasing their handle. It was the beer that they wanted. Um, and they came in like two days Hot. after I took the handle and spent mm-hmm. a bunch of money. And I look at the buyer and because I came back like a week later, I'm like, yo, what? What happened? I'm like, I was it was a perm handle. Like I had special. I brought in like fifteen more sixtals of this beer. Yeah. Because you said this is the volume you're gonna go through in a month, and I get trucks every month. And they go, well, they they reminded me how good of a relationship we've got. And I go, how expensive was their tab? And she goes, it was good. It was, it was real good. I go, perfect. This time every year, do the same thing. Just keep snatching that handle back from them and let them pay you a shitload of money. And every year we just keep doing that. He's like, down. 
Perfect. Yeah, it is. It has been disappointing to see that become the legacy of Four Peaks, um, especially just because of a lot of breweries. Yes, it's a little more personal here at home, just because yeah. like I won't name any names, but it just a lot of people at Four Peaks when it all went down, you know, all the same things like. You know, nothing's going to change. It's all the same fucking rhetoric every time. And all I ever had to say was, I was like, I'm not excited <clears throat> to see $130, $120 fucking half barrels of kit lifter fucking hit in the market. I'm no. not fucking stoked yeah. for that. And they're like, no, no, no. Hmm. <laughs> What's the price of a kit lifter right now? Is it really barrel? that cheap? Yeah. There's a few of our peers that do that. I'll talk about that off mic. Another, um, another thing I like about Arizona is that people are, a lot of places and a lot of people in this industry, buyers, consumers, mm-hmm. are willing to pay and are willing to support quality. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that's, it's not like that everywhere. Like it, it truly is not like that everywhere. So like, well, I, I've talked to quite a few buyers about this when they're like, well, this is this much. I go, okay, it's $25 cheaper, charge a quarter more and you'll make more money. I go, really? Like, yes. That honestly, profit calculator, and I don't mean to get all like industry. No, profit story is an app that helps me every day, dude. And like most people don't ever, they don't give look a at fuck it about fifty cents a quarter. Yeah, they don't. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm loud on my head. We can turn you down. I don't know which one's you though. Uh, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Fine. I just don't like the sound of my own voice, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm not Alex. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, we recorded that, so we're on the record. <laughs> Alex, if you look in the freezer portion of that mini fridge, there's some ice for that baron. Also, there's some uh, there's some delicious beers. <laughs> you in got there. up. Oh, you, you wanted us. me to grab you a beer. <laughs> uh, you should grab that four pack that I put in there out of there because those are delicious. Uh, and as you seem like a guy who might have a story for this. Uh, this is one of the shadiest things you've done on shift. Oh, <laughs> company um, remains. Oh yeah, no, I've got, I've got a good one actually. Um, again, uh, names will be preserved. Uh, I used to work for a company that had a a a supplier that would do audits. Okay. And I used to call on a casino that was terrible at rotating their product. Like, but they would go through it, and I always made sure. Yeah. Um, but it happened to be like audit week, and. There was kegs that were like literally a day passcode, but that would literally get you written up. Yep. So, um, so you were with a distributor. God, you can't get arrested sub- for this, right? No. <laughs> you were with the distributor. I was with a distributor, which shall remain the, unnamed. And the supplier would audit. The supplier and you would, could get written would up do for audits, this? and you could get written up That's and, and so possibly crazy. fired that from is, the distributor for for having like out of code in the market. And sometimes you, work you just with, don't. You work as a distributor. You work with those brands. You do not get to demand things from those. You know companies. that it's is, insane. That is the perfect world, and and it's funny. Like on the East Coast, I don't mean to get on a tangent. On the East Coast, like once an account buys product, like it's theirs. Like yeah. you, you do not get to be like that's hey. how it is here too. I mean, I, well, yeah, like you're, <laughs> yeah. like you're saying, like that's how it's supposed to work here. That's how it's supposed to work. But in, on the East Coast, that's how it works, even with the brands that do that here. Um, but anyway, so I, I went to this account cause I did not want to get fired. I didn't want to mm-hmm. get written up cause I didn't do anything wrong. I just can't physically be everywhere all the fucking time. When you can't force them to tap what? at the right time and the pull through rate. And well, the... no, the pull through rate is great. They just would sometimes like have like a keg that was like not rotated and I would, I can only get it there, you know, once or twice what? a month and it was hold like, on. you hold on just real quick. You mean to tell me a casino where beer, much less any sort of specialized beer is less than 1% of their total Oh, business. this is not a craft but, beer. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like they didn't 
prioritize rotation properly. Dude, my, oh my god, no. weird. <laughs> it always bothers me that like some places are like, oh, they're they're not handling the beer right. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, care. bro, that's the Palo Verde Lounge. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Understand? Do you want to be in there or not? <laughs> Under yeah, like you're either like. There's some accounts in Tempe, big accounts in Tempe, that uh, <laughs> if you want your beer on, you want your beer on. How it gets tapped is none of your fucking business. Yeah, you know, that's no it. Say. That's it. The account buys a beer, it's theirs. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I, so I didn't want to get fired or written up, and I don't get bitched at. So I took a steel scrubby fucking yeah. steel wool and, like, some water, and I, I went in that fucking walk-in, and I scrubbed <laughs> every fucking decode off of every keg in there. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> they cannot pin this on me. <laughs> so, and uh, you know what? By the next week, all those kegs were fucking blown anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Listen, we had a, uh, uh, it is perfectly legal to extend date codes while beer is in the market. Yes. We we had okay. a... Uh, well, it's not expired, right? It's co- we call it coded because it's not going to make yeah. anybody sick. No, and yeah, it was like literally... It's, it's, it was a couple days. Yeah. Like, so, but, but it exists because of the beer beer face shit from the 90s. But that That's was also... Dates exist. That was also why while I worked for that gentleman I mentioned earlier that was a giant piece of shit. So I was like, you know what? We... Uh, <laughs> so in, in shipping, we had sent, uh, you know, our regular truck full of beer and the condensation on the bottom pallet just soaked these labels and like... They just looked awful. I'm like, all right, well, we've got some time because we just got this fresh truck that we can rotate the product that's still in inventory, the couple kegs left, then touch the top pallet, then get to the second pallet underneath where the dam- like where those the collars are all damaged. So I call my brewer and I'm like, hey man, just direct ship me like USPS or that uh, beautiful. What the beer pour sounded beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. USPS me some fresh collars. He's like, okay, and you just do like a handful of keg collars in there, and he's like, just write in because we normally have like stickered things, or there's yeah. like the set ones on there, but it was a mm-hmm. limited release. And he's like, well, I'm not gonna print the stickers; just yeah. hand write on there what it is. You'll be good. Yeah. So he sent them. Yeah, repack is pretty common at larger distributors, and then you like so. For instance, I keep that stuff all on hand at CCD, so like they have keg colors, uh, twelve packs. All the like all the kind of stuff that if something happens and that needs to get repacked or whatever, they can just do it on hand. Well, and that's it's dope. The one thing with you, sorry, I yawned. The one thing with you is you will buy back all coded product. Not every <laughs> supplier will buy back all coded product, and we will we will split the coded product with my distributor, even though in our contract it says they are responsible if anything's coded. Certainly, um, but we still split it. Well, so this, I get the little box with the uh, collars. I'm like, I'm not going to hang on to these. I'm just going to leave them with my distributor. I go to my warehouse manager. And I'm like, here you go. And he's like, uh, you're living very dangerously. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you are giving me blank code dates to work with. And I was like, well, you know, just there's something's there. Let me know. You know, like just text me if a logger needs a two more weeks right like yeah. that's my west coast let's scrap it but like you know if there's an amber or a porter that needs another two weeks on there so be it dude uh one of my favorite browns has a code of one year but my favorite time to drink it is about 14 months <laughs> like, oh really yeah it's like i i had this i had this conversation at the brewery and i was like 
Dude, it's delicious at 14. It's like, yeah, but it's not like technically that style anymore, but so it is delicious. There's a there's a guy I met at the Hungry Monk probably three, four hop slam breakfasts <laughs> ago. It's hard to remember those. They're going to say three, four hop slams in. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that, I'm always a couple hop slams <laughs> in, and it's 8 a.m. The only fucking thing I've had to eat is that like just pure donut. glucose, just fucking yeah. injection to my liver with the beer. Just not a great, uh, you know... Uh, Kind of mess. I digress. Uh, one of the guys I was talking to, was he's like, looking his code dates up as he <laughs> pours a beer. Well, we were talking about we were talking about like up north, and he's he's like, oh, your brewery's up north. He's like, you know what I love to do when I go up north? He's like, there's this place I always like to stop by, the Kerry Hop Slam. Uh, and he's like, they, they always, have it year round. He's like, he's like, they always he's like they've always got it discounted like as it's kind of coming out of season. He's like, and I know it, it's it's like technically out of code. He's like, but I really like. He's like I. By like five cases a year, and once it's like a year old, he's like, "It's, it's multi the, as hell." And just... well, it's it's multi and all that fucking honey, bro. It's so I didn't realize there's honey in it, and I went to an account that said Bell's Double Honey IPA. And I was like, <laughs> "Bell's makes a honey IPA." Alex is gonna lose it. That. And I was like, awesome. "I was like, Bell's makes a honey IPA." And I go, oh, "Okay, fuck it, I'll, I'll take one." And they hand me in a pint. And I, and I take a sip, and I'm like, <laughs> this is hop slam. And the guy's like, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, okay. The, the bartender's like, whatever you... Th- okay, dude, I don't care what the name of it is. Which like, yeah, I just sold you a Bell's Double Honey. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, and I was like, what? oh, I, you poured it in a pint. He's like, yeah. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> T- Eight bucks, ounces? please. Yeah, 16 <laughs> ounces of fucking... I think it was like seven bucks. Like, oh. So, Hop slam for seven dollars and a pint. Oh, this is why a lot of places don't make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my uh, so our spring seasonal deep in the green is my love song to Hop Slam. That's a great beer. It's the beer I was home brewing uh, in my uh, Phoenix home. Uh, better brewers have gotten a hold of it since then, um, and it's it's an incredible beer. So what what I'll say is two things: is a people ask me to make it year round all the time. And the reason I don't is because they we'll don't drink it year round, <laughs> which is what will come next. Um, and then yes, they also won't drink it year round. They're like, no, we will. No, you won't. Um, I know how all this works. The I've vocal minority. This, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this a long time. Um, so secondly, it's just kind of not the kind of beer you want to coat out. Um, which brings us to the second part. You're absolutely right. It is. It's just that malt backbone just floats to the top, and it's fine. Except all that honey is like become unattenuated, like just excessive sugar. So it's bitter, sweet, literally, and it's not good. Like we we've stress tested deep in the green. It's the same thing as Hop Slam. Like once it gets, it's like hummingbird feeder water that tastes like a beer. Yeah, and it's but fucked up. But and, people and no one, love and some people sweet do. shit. They do, dude. When I worked in the wine industry, like. You would not believe how many additives are in some of the most popular, even some of the most popular, like high end, like expensive wines, because people have just been fed sugar so much that, like, when, when it's absent, like the first time I had, like, a, a, I don't mean to get weird, but the first time I had, like, a French Pinot, it tasted like fucking dirt. And now, like, I love that flavor profile because my mm-hmm. palate is adjusted. Sure. But I just feel like a lot of people, and a lot of, it's funny, like, what 
what industry people drink and what consumers drink oftentimes are so wildly mm-hmm. different. Oh, and you see it like in, in wine, you see it in like Kendall agave. Jackson Chardonnay just has to be, and you're like, Think about I this. will. Well, like buttery fight shards you. are like fucking weird, man. They're gross. Well, also, buttery shards are so popular. There's literally. A popular Chardonnay butter. named Butter, yeah, bread, bread and butter, and like it's butter trash. and yeah, no, but it's it's just so funny. My my, my girlfriend is a uh-huh. a uh, oh, yeah. a wine right. som and like she's created a monster out of me. But it's just funny how you see it in every category of this industry. Where like what what the people that are selling it or drinking what mm-hmm. well like what it sells the most is so wildly different that um, it just makes you question like <laughs> what well, how, many, how many beer reps do you know that still love hazy IPAs. Not many. Not many. Everybody's right. a, a hoppy lager or West Coast IPA drinker. Yeah. But you know what Loggers sells the West fucking Coast. most? Hazy, hazy IPAs. IPAs. Uh, I got a fruited hazy and a fruited sour, and I can't keep them in stock. They like it's just a sugar culture. And it's probably your least favorite beers to drink. I don't drink them either. Listen, I don't drink it took hazy IPAs to get men to admit they love pina coladas. I've talked about this a lot. Bro, uh, I the, would the, the, always... The lactose in beers has oh. made men admit that they should have just been okay ordering a Bahama Mama 20 years ago. A, a real good, like a real <laughs> well-made are, are, are IPAs for non-IPA drinkers. Yeah, exactly. But a real, like a real-made pina colada is exceptional. Not uh, Outback Steakhouse in a blender with Coco Real Dude, and I, rum. I love like, a sweet cocktail every now and again. Like I, But I was talking about like a Margaritaville pina yeah, colada. Yeah, yeah. I, I love a sweet cocktail every now and again. I, I think there's a time and place well, for it, everything, and people should certainly. not should be unapologetic about what they like. But I do think that that the haze craze has gone a little too far. I also think that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance in the consumers of hazy, and I've talked about it being an industry secret, and it basically isn't at this point. And the dudes that still like crank down like eight plus hazies a they're day, they're gonna have gout. It's like, bro, you know how much lactose is in here. That secret has been revealed. Not a, no, 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 not know, necessarily. Okay, hold on. You know how many calories are in here? Facts. That's a lot. Facts. And regardless of lactose or not, the impact of just like caloric intake and just hop diffusion. Thick, hearty beers. Well, also uh, heavy hop consumption like through IPAs. There's been tons of studies all the way from like it gives dudes bitch tits to like it makes not you me. swell, but not like me, dude, <laughs> swell, <hazy laughs> not swell, swell, and, and, and great for you. But the thing about hazies is they deceptively don't. It, it's like drinking Patron and not realizing you're drinking tequila, right? And also, getting, Patron has additives too. <laughs> certainly, but what I mean by that is like there's so much more hot matter in a hazy than there is a West Coast IPA. Uh-huh. And it will, like, if you do have any reaction to hops, which lots of people do, it is exacerbated at hazy, twice yeah. the rate, if not more, with a hazy IPA. And, like, even, like, just drinking this West Coast, I'll probably get, like, some light sock lines tonight because my, my ankles will swell when I drink a lot of hoppy beer. It's a double, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, let's get in it. <laughs> what we're trying to say is, if you drink hazies, you a bitch. <laughs> That's... Okay, I wasn't sure how much we we're trying to offend people, but I'm about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how much we're trying to offend people. The local podcast that specifically drinks hazies, uh, they're also bitches. <laughs> Who is that? Who's the Come local, at me, motherfucker. Who's the local podcast that drinks exclusively hazies? <laughs> hey, Renhouse, Renhouse, Renhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. I love, I love Renhouse. To be fair, I listen to their podcast. They, well, do, they do a good job. That's why you I did like a perfect impression. 
<laughs> they hear another brewery name, they try to like, man, they're never gonna make it. I listened to the episode that you guys talk shit about Second Chance. Come fight me. <laughs> I heard you fucking shadow talk some shit about me last episode. What's up? <laughs> I'm gonna find you, Ed. <laughs> I got your number. Um, again, so we're getting off track on these stories. Uh, Ennis, <laughs> yes, you got any terrible coworkers? Honestly, I've been blessed with really good coworkers. I've had really, I've had a couple terrible bosses, but I've also been blessed with some amazing bosses. You gotta bring that mic closer, dude. dude. I'm sorry. I, well, I just, just lean back. Sit back. It's got a whole arm, bro. Yeah. Right, here the we go. The mic's move, man. I just again, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So, <laughs> uh, no, I've been I've been very blessed with with, with very awesome coworkers. Um, I can't really think of like an awful coworker. Uh, just just awful bosses, man. I I'm also the well, I mean, person. That counts, I I'm sure. also I just I tend to get along with everybody because I'm, I'm generally pretty easygoing unless we're like working directly together Man of the working class um, unless like unless my paycheck depends on your performance then like we're gonna get along yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah i did uh i did uh <laughs> yep <laughs> if you have a co-worker whose uh, incompetence is directly tied to your income uh we're gonna have fucking problems i but, did i did medical recruiting that, sales for medical recruiting and I, I my recruiters had to get a candidate hired for me to get paid I fucking hated that job more than anything in the world because they picked and choose what easy jobs they got. And I am a kind of guy where it's like, let's do more work for a bigger return. So I would get bigger contracts and like, it's a medical recruiting company. I would look for doctors because it, it was a 20, 20 to $40,000 uh, contract as opposed to like an RN, which is like 8,000. Yeah. And people are like, well, we have, you know, 700 RNs in our data bank. I'm like, well, no, you don't. But if you just also, get yeah, one no, fucking don't. doctor, like, and I'm not like a specialized doctor, like get an MD or a DO, like they're willing to take the job, but they just wouldn't work on the contracts because it was harder to land a doctor because it was more vetting than an MD, which they had griffles or like biopharma shit where they just like, oh, we could just, I just need someone that, that knows like how to put smarter, it more, not bro, harder. Like, <laughs> honestly, I fucking like, hated them. That sounds like you're doing less work overall. For the same result. Yeah, we we charge like... This is why Bobby keeps scaling uh, up our bank heists, and I just... <laughs> I'm like, dude, bro, let's just, just get the, the, the fucking <laughs> the U.S. Treasury. He's like, it's one and done. <laughs> one last job. <laughs> it's our first job and our last job. <laughs> you down to be the wheelman in this? What's that? You said you down to be our wheelman? Uh, I actually... Do love driving, and I probably have more seat time. He's than... like, it's an F one. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, fitting no, in I it. probably have more seat time than most people, and I, I also have a, a racing simulator at home with like a virtual reality okay, headset, we found and our cockpit, Ooh, and like right. cockpit. Um, I've, I've driven some fast cars. Have you? I've driven. What's fast cars? I've driven my dream car actually. See, uh, so have I. Tell me about it. Okay, so I drove a Nissan Murano 2014 <laughs> SW series. It's a top I, model, man. I drove an imported R34. Uh, right-hand drive. It was registered in Ontario, so it Did was you legal feel like in the you're US. In Bosnia? I that's, had an I had an Ontario erection the, the entire Americans fucking too. time. Also, we re- we have left-hand drive cars in what Bosnia. Is, so an R34. What does that even mean? It's it's a skyline. Like, have you seen Too Fast and Furious? It's it's British. It's Paul Walker's skyline. Basically. I know what a skyline is. It's Paul Walker's skyline. Okay. And so like the skyline you saw in Too Fast and Furious, that's an R34. Okay. Um, and this dude, it's on literally, the side. this was I, a this was a buyer that owned a liquor store, and we just got along. And one day he told me he had one after me telling him telling him that like that was like 
one of my favorite cars in the world and he he drives it to work the next week and just he's like get in here <laughs> no he literally he's like he's working the he's like doing shit on the computer and he th- throws me the keys and he's like go take it for a spin just be back within an hour and i'm literally like i'm driving a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car and it's like around tucson with shitty roads it's got the stiffest suspension oh no and i've got i've literally just (laughs) yeah the stiffest the stiffest (laughs) but um that was literally like one of my favorite car experiences and i've driven a few other like cars but that was like the standout like top of the line that's that's awesome and but the weirdest thing was that it was right hand drive and you're shifting with your left hand i remember trying to like signal with my with my left finger because that's where it is on most yeah. that I've ever driven and I turned on the windshield wipers because uh, the blinkers are, are reversed because <laughs> you're yeah. shifting with your left so you have to hit your blinkers so with your right So you're in the right, right seat driving this you're car. You're in the right seat driving this car and I was... Was that crazy? It was terrifying because I knew how expensive the car was and like I made a U-turn at one point in Tucson and when you make a U-turn normally you're on the left side of the car you can look down at the curb. Hey, you know I could not see this curb and like this car has like an expensive body kit and like yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's a nice car and I was just I was honestly terrified whenever I was like turning, but um, it was really fun to smoke a couple uh, like M3s and shit that tried to <laughs> that, that tried to um, get a little sassy with me. You're so. a bold man, dude. I had a I had an account tell me to put one of my brewery stickers on his like classic GMC truck that was like tricked out, and uh, I didn't know what kind of car he drove. I was just like, yeah, we got these stickers. He's like, this thing's dope. Go throw one on my truck. And I was like, okay, which one? He's like. It's the real nice one. Uh, just walk out of the parking lot, walk out the, the patio, make It'll it look like it's, a quest item. It's You'll the see fir- it. It's the first one. It's real. <laughs> it's got a giant exclamation point above it. He's it's like, just glowing with a light he's, like, he's like, it's real nice. You'll know. And I walk out. And I'm like, are There's you no that way. fucking tricked out GMC? And he's like, yeah. I was like, put that dope ass sticker on. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm not putting the sticker on your car. This sticker cost 23 cents. That car's valued at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like you, you've done work to Dude, that thing. You should have put the sticker on. That was a bonding experience. I'm honestly, I'm. I'm I didn't do it. I'm not a it. good sales rep. I'm just really good at making friends. That's the only way I've gotten ahead in this industry. That is, I'm. I'm <laughs> exactly. I say this all the time. I'm a terrible sales rep. My brewers make good beer, and I'm the asshole. I, talking I actually to you. disagree with you. You're a better sales rep than I am. No, I'm just the asshole that's talking to you. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I don't pitch anybody except for like we've got a you know four time gold medal winning beer uh, at American Beer Fest in the last six <laughs> you years. Know, no you no know, big it's deal. Robust porter. It's very high rated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, um, well, so my next question. I don't even know if it really pertains to you, but you might have seen this happen or just been adjacent to it because um, you weren't. You, you're not really like heavy and you never really went through the like the bartending or service industry right oh i did actually before i ever worked at my first distributor i i managed oh, we didn't go through that yet i managed a uh i was i managed a bar on fourth avenue in tucson oh perfect <laughs> dude well you'll tell me off mike was it a busy bar on fourth avenue in tucson uh depends on who owned it at that time fair enough <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> like, it was not I was bad. like, I think I actually know. I love this. that place, though. That place is awesome, place? but it does. Well, I, I guess Mr. Heads, which is a dope okay. place, but that does fit the criteria. Yeah. Uh, that Ennis would work there, that it, depending on who owns it, how busy no, it is. No, it's, it's funny about that place. It's one of my favorite bars on that strip of, of yeah. Tucson. Why don't you sure. just say and, and one of the. Uh, well, Mr. Heads is the bar we're talking about. Like yeah, the, you know, but the, I, the, what's the, the bar there? you worked at? I, I so I used to manage Magpie's Pizza like back. Oh no! <laughs> like, and it was like right and like right, right before right. I left, it got really slow because there's ownership changes. But whatever. No, it, it was the that place was 
tight back in the day, and then it just it happens, <laughs> man. It happens. Yeah. Well, you got any good kickout stories from it? Um, of me getting kicked out? Somewhere? No. Well, like, it could be you getting <laughs> kicked you out, or you. Oh my god. Out? Okay. So. <laughs> I love that so I, I haven't. I hadn't been to Tucson. I hadn't spent time in Tucson as a rep in a while, and I went down for my my girlfriend. My girlfriend <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> my girlfriend Samantha's graduation. My girlfriend Samantha's sister's graduation from the U of A, and I went into uh, I went into O'Malley's. Like right at the bottom oh, yeah. of the fourth, right before the How underpass. How the fuck are you gonna get kicked out of O'Malley's? Keep going. I didn't get kicked out. Oh, so okay. I, I like know. <laughs> I like, How I, are you gonna get kicked out of O'Malley's? I I used to call on O'Malley's like in my early career. I, I know every, like all the guys that have been there forever, and I had seen the GM earlier that night because he's he's been there forever. He's a homie of mine, and I got I ended up we had like had the back room rented out for graduate like post graduation. We all just got we're getting obliterated. And as I was leaving, I was like, I want to go say bye to Justin. And I just fucking... And the place is like a nightclub at this point because uh-huh. it's like just packed with security guards think, everywhere. Th- think RTO Sullivan's on Mill Avenue. So I fucking just waltz through the kitchen into the like the back office. And I'm like knocking on the door. And I'm like trying to see if, if the GM's there. <laughs> and there's a, a guy in the kitchen and he's looking at me. He doesn't say shit to me, but I can see him like talking on his fucking like microphone on his neck. And like, I'm like, oh shit, maybe I made a mistake. And I, I walk out. And I just text Justin. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to look for you in the back. Like, I didn't see you. Peace out. Like, thanks so much for taking care of us. And, like, three security guards fucking beeline it towards me. <laughs> and they're like, sir, you have to leave. What are you doing? What were you doing back then? I was like, I'm just trying to say bye to Justin. Like, I've never seen this place like this. Because the last time I was down there, like, it was not like this at all. And the next morning, I, like, talked to Justin. He's like, don't worry about it. You're not 86. I told them, you're a homie. <laughs> you're just a little drunk. <laughs> did they kick you out they were like you have to leave we were already leaving anyway but like they were like you have to leave right fucking and it was like these three oh, yeah, big like, fucking burly guys kind of like when you got like, kicked out of beer shed <laughs> I mean not you but me, me and Liz you know what's crazy I was, I I was the, already leaving I did the exact same thing as Liz I was just uh, talking about this and I didn't get kicked out because mm-hmm. I didn't get caught you got caught immediately rules are only as good as they're rolled up on an employee um, that guy was also coked out of his head. Oh no, no doubt. And <laughs> um, no, I uh, when Liz started her ascent, I saw Rainbow Hair, Angry Manager Lady. I know you know who I'm That's talking about. That's pretty standard. Well, I know you know who I'm talking about because you saw her there. Um, yeah. And then um, she, uh, I knew she was getting kicked out. I was like, "All right, Kim, I'm gonna call an Uber. You want to round everyone up? We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and then. Like, literally, we're walking out the door, and she's like, you're kicked out. And I was like, we're cashed out, getting in an Uber, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. And I auto-tipped you 20% because you forced me to with each purchase. Is that what Beer Side does? Yeah. Oh, damn. I, uh, I've never, like, aside from that story, I've never been kicked out of a bar, which is funny because... Have you seen anybody kicked out of a bar that was just, like, astonishing? Not really, but what's funny about this is, like, you guys have met my partner, Samantha, yeah. who's, like, the sweetest little angel. Oh, yeah. She's, like, five feet. She's been kicked out of several places. Well, and she's it's a always... wine rep. <laughs> no. She, she oh, got kicked I mean, out I of just, a... No, kick... I'm not talking shit. I just, like, that happens to wine reps a lot. She got kicked... Before she was a wine rep, she got kicked out of a Steven Tyler, like, VIP oh, <laughs> room. Because okay, she girl. puked in the trash can. Oh, and, like, in his, like... I don't you know if it was, <laughs> Like, one of his, like, people was like, uh, no, we can't have, like, young girls puking back here. Like, that's a, that's a fucking PR nightmare. Can you have old girls puking? I mean... <laughs> 
Like, it looks worse, I guess, when it's a, a borderline <laughs> question. Like she's like in her early twenties. Oh, got it. Yeah. So like, no, we can't have like young women puking back here. Sorry. Like you gotta go. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so yeah, she's my my sweet angel of a partner that like I love it doesn't cuss. Like she literally says mother flowers instead of motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Has been kicked out of more places than than my degenerate ass. It's fucking hilarious that's to me. That's amazing. That, that, that's like the Julie K. Brew <laughs> revealed to me when she like showed up here and just shattered every illusion I had of her. Um, Julie from Ska. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's so great. She's yeah, great. Uh, she. Uh, you should listen to her episode. It's very fun. I should. But like every time I, I see your wife, she's two of you guys' episodes. She's a G. Every time I see your wife, she's just like a killer, like wine rep for sure. And every time I see her, she's just sweet. quiet and sweet and just murdering it. But if you ever just like, yeah, that bitch can get us, I'd be like, what? Dude, that girl. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know I if you guys it. were at the Invitational, but she competed for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I had to drive she to the next day. I'll tell you she something about the Invitational. Uh, I got close to glory, so my... I was cheering you on. My, I was my, my, opt, my, my optical nerves weren't exactly fully wrapped around <laughs> my memory unit. Uh, I was talking to Andy, and he's like, you might not remember because you drink eight beers in 40 seconds. <laughs> Dude, my my, I knew she was a keeper when like after our first date, she invited me up to drink cult beer that we could not get in. It was like zombie dust, which I know is yeah. not like the best, but like it's no, you cannot yeah. fucking get in Arizona. Yeah. And I never had it, and I was like, you have zombie dust? Like I'd heard so much about it. And then zombie she pulled, dust is a killer beer. And then she pulled out a bottle of like Weller, and I was like, I think I found the one. <laughs> yeah, like, this is this is the girl for sure. Yeah, of course. She's so like, you've yeah. been in distro and now supply for a while, supplier side. Over a decade, shit. I'm getting old, guys. Any good, uh, yeah. any good beer fest creatures? Honestly, so I, I've been blessed, and I haven't had to do like a lot of beer fest until very recently. But P- Pumpkin Drublick, is that? Yeah, well, <laughs> dude. Just the one at Bellbank recently, yes. or the original one? No, the one that we did re- like last year. Okay. Oh my god, I, I have never seen a festival where there was no like. Not that like there's always ticket checks everywhere, but holy shit, like there was no like. They just didn't give a shit. Nobody gave a shit. And, like, it was so hot. My favorite hot. kind of fest. It was so hot and there was no shade. I remember tearing down my tent and there was, like, just drunken, like, creatures. people. All creatures. creatures. Just all. I mean, they were just dressed in all black and, like, coats. I'm like, you know it's 100 degrees outside. Like, why are you wearing a <laughs> dark <laughs> black fucking coat? <laughs> well, first of all, it's not a phase. So uh, <laughs> It's not a phase, Bob. <laughs> write that down. Uh, <laughs> but they were like leaning up against the tent as I'm trying to tear it down. I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, you got to move. I got. I want to go home. Like, I know yeah. this, the show is starting and you're wasting. So but, like, the you last, go. the last made in the shade was the most zombies I saw ever. I had COVID during that. I was supposed to be there. I and it's, it's a great fest. I really like it. Alex will say otherwise. I like it. It's a fun fest. It gets me to Flagstaff. Uh, it's right around my birthday. Yeah, so it's like an excuse to like enjoy. Your ex- Expectation versus execution is fucking very easy. I just well, I don't need to go much. to Flagstaff. Well, no, yeah, I want to go it's to like me going to Tucson, right. dude. I murder Tucson when I show because yeah. no one's expecting anything. Yeah. I just wanted to go to Flagstaff, and also I, I missed. <laughs> I don't mean to get more, but I missed a funeral that same week because of fucking COVID. Is a really a, a big bummer. Um, but it was at the end of it was the most zombies ever. Like so <laughs> many people just like elevation, man. Hey, man, you got any? Uh, you're pouring cans. I go, uh huh. You got extras? I do. You know, can I have some? No. <laughs> well, you have like four cases there. It's just I'm leaving right now. People do not realize how big of a factor elevation can play in like how you metabolize and process alcohol and like your oxygen levels and all that shit. 
It's crazy. Most people don't understand how alcohol metabolization works. I, mean, I don't not, understand not, how alcohol I, metabolization works. And, and, and not works. even from like the way I talk about it on the podcast from a very scientific standpoint. I just mean that like my very first beer fest experience, big pour, right? I'm like 15 tickets. What the fuck ever? I had to be carried out of there, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's this like 15. Like I've drank 15 Bud Lights. Yeah. A probably once in college. Be honest. Uh, it's probably like eight before you start swinging on your wife normally. Um, and secondly, this is not Bud Light, bro. Like this shit's like, and your average consumer isn't used to this shit, right? Also, people didn't drink water in between when they're at a beer festival, which like hydration is yeah, yeah. it's it, it, a rarity. And and then I just want to PSA because he did mention something very important about elevation. Um, at it's real higher, high at higher <laughs> elevations, uh, t- two things happen. Um, first of all, you aspirate more. Water, breathing, coughing, all that kind of stuff, at like twice the rate you do at sea level. Well, actually, it's much higher from sea level, which is where we're at now, to 7,000 feet, Wait, which is where Flagstaff is. I thought it was like 2,000 feet. It's There's a 5,000 foot elevation difference, so you aspirate like three times as much water yeah. breathing yeah. in Flagstaff alone. <clears throat> Secondly, it's high enough elevation and cold enough to turn off your thirst response. Yeah. Which means that not only, not, mine, losing, <laughs> not only are you losing more water per minute, you're not consuming it. You're not, and yeah. so it's people also get this false sense of I'm not in the desert up north. Mm-hmm. And it, just a PSA for anyone traveling, especially in the winter, like I get snows right there. But also in a survival situation, if you tried to eat slash drink snow in order to like stave off like uh, a hydration deficit you'd actually burn your mouth with the snow and you'd probably end up killing yourself. So just again, hydrate and just remember at higher elevations. Always hydrate, man. You, well, so it, we got no a few yeah. more minutes because I, I got a heart out today. Um, oh. I saw you had some notes. Did we really? did we miss anything? Because any um, qu- we prepped you with some questions. I don't know if we missed anything that you had had an, a, a little idea or game plan going uh, into it. There was only one. <laughs> that was yes. the review question. Perfect. Uh, there and we go. This is, and I've seen this so many fucking times. So the question is, what's your favorite review? No, it's what like the worst review. Worst I review, but yeah, it's worst review, but so, your favorite of like. And of it's, that, it's not right? even a single review. It's just, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about of like industry people versus your average consumer and like we all love hoppy lagers right mm-hmm. like we love like a, a dry hot pilsner and time and time again i see people be like this is the best pilsner i've ever had three out of five seriously <laughs> and it literally drives me crazy but it's so indicative of of the industry right now where you can make the best of a certain style and you'll never be rated at the top with because the, they're reserving it for some mythical because, beer that doesn't exist but or they're reserving it like if you're not a barrel-aged stout or mm-hmm. basically that's it like if you're not a barrel-aged stout with a ton of adjuncts you'll never be anywhere near that five five out of five or rating. some random mix of sour or just some high beer that, that they particularly like or or just some random high beer that like most people will never try like it's just it's so funny that like i i don't rate a single beer ever same ever like i don't i don't I, have an untapped I rate account every beer five I just see. I go the opposite direction on the algorithm. I'm like, they're all five. I rate, I I rate <laughs> breweries. Like I rate breweries. So like, anytime I go to a brewery, I I'll, I'll try their lighter styles first. Then I'll usually try like their pales or west coasts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll be in the mood for hazy. But if you can make a good traditional style, like any kind of lager style, I'm generally going to think that you're making solid beer. Like that's yeah. that's how I judge a brewery. If you can make a good any kind of lager style, whether it's a fucking Kolsch pill, like I don't care. 
it used to be harder to be able to unearth that rock upon entering a brewery, right? Like I remember driving from here to Nebraska saying this exact same thing in Kansas City. I'm like, I'm going to start the Pilsner. We'll basically know where things go from here. But it wasn't until the Lager Wars, which are actually pretty new, um, that most breweries even made, like, because Stone traditionally didn't make ales until We're never going to make this yellow beer. Until <laughs> and they here made, we are. Bro, don't even. Don't, I know. Don't even. <laughs> well, we have a hard cutoff. We can't get started. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um, the untapped thing is very frustrating because I, I don't look at reviews. I talk to people about this all the time. I, I honestly you're better. Like, you're better off not. It, it, it makes me sane. But one of my employees forced me into seeing one recently, and it was like our new Hazy. And it's the only review below four stars at all, much less like one. And um, it's a picture of our beer poured into a Arrowhead water bottle. So first of all, you've contaminated my beer with Arrowhead water. How dare you? <laughs> Even droplets in there. Um, secondly, um, this picture, I can see you standing in a swimming pool. So you're standing with a face full of chlorine, drinking my beer out of an Arrowhead water bottle, and you're dropping some Cicerone shit on me? This is why I can't do this shit, man. Like, I just don't. And this is exactly... I, the, the review that made me stop in the first place was, tastes cummy. <laughs> what the fuck does that even fucking Sounds mean? like one of your bros. <laughs> Real quick. I know Bobby has. Have you seen the menu? The what? The menu? No. Oh. You should. It's the new hype movie on streaming. Uh, good. The protagonist very much reminds me of Beer Nerds. Uh, exactly what you said. Like, it's never perfect enough. They, they they know enough about the process to think that they are the arbiter of opinion. and But they can't execute themselves. Yeah. It's just, yeah, if, if you gave them right. all the tools. Two minutes, guys. Okay. Uh, we always wrap up with an industry uh, or a local shout out. I'll um, be keeping it tight. I'll hit you. Sorry, I just got. No, no, no. I love it. Got Keep things it going. to do. Um, I feel like I'm going to come bug you while you're working. Yeah, please do. <laughs> oh, we're going to. It's close, right? Yeah, yeah no. Well, right. three fourths of a mile. Traditionally do beers. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I love it. Um, so, of course, shout out to um, Cidercore. Uh, shout out to Dixon Flannel Company. Shout out to Kate Chevry. Uh, uh, they're doing a party with a purpose at Dixon Flannel Company's warehouse tonight, uh, which is why I got to get over to Chupa because those guys want to go help out with that. Okay. Uh, Kesha is going to do a food truck over there, and they're just kind of doing like a little fundraiser um, drive. And I think they got some like live music and shit. Um, so it's dope that they were able to get to that. Um, but my real local shout out is to uh, Sip Coffee and Brew over in uh, 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 Old Town Scottsdale on Goldwater. Such a dope little hang for, like, get some coffee and you get a bunch of computer work done. It's very comfortable. It's a great setting. And and they got eight beer, 12 beers on tap, something like that. Surprising amount for... They do. And I think they double the menu. You're talking about the um, Goldwater one? or The The sip on Goldwater. Right right next to Goldwater. Because they've got one in Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. I thought they just expanded their taps over there. They've got a bunch of taps, but on their list, they show, like... Eight or twelve, um, great beers. They cover right the right rotationals, um, and, and they don't judge me when I order a beer before noon when I'm doing computer work. It's a cool joint. <laughs> um, but if you are looking for something, you know, uh, business forward setting to get some computer work done or take a little Zoom meeting, like they're very uh, 
complimentary to what you need to no, do. Sip's great. Like, and then as soon as you're done with work, you get to have a beer at the same spot. Yeah, there was a time where Sip was you're like wait till uh, after you're done a with top work. contender for for craft um, rotators, um, and it should be still. It's just the industry's gotten so congested. Yeah, um, I'll make it real quick. Um, Brews Tap House, not to be confused with Mister Brews. Fucking goop. Um, love you, buddy. Uh, Brews Tap House <laughs> makes some of the best burgers I've ever had. Um, word about town is they're about to open up a second location. Hell yeah. If you've never been to the uh, Brews Tap House location, it's the old Carlos and Emily's uh, out on, what is that? Alma School. Alma School and Pecos or something? Just before... German? Uh, Use your Google Acatillo. Maps. Oh, that's what it is, Acatillo. Use your Google Maps, Brews Tap House. It's in Chandler. It's out there, but great dudes. Uh you know, one solid day they'll put food, one day they'll put second list. chance in Grand Canyon on, so that'll be solid then. Oh, uh, they have second chance on. Motherfuckers. Uh <laughs> <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> Fucking coop. Um like I said, amazing burgers. The fries actually fuck really hard. I, I I've been trying not to eat French fries, but I, I can't get my hands off it. I'm gonna try to do some stuff <laughs> Why with Why would him. you do that to yourself? I know. Uh, well, we'll never, <laughs> we'll ta- never, <laughs> never talk to me about it because you'll never eat them again. Um, <laughs> so, but basically, just shout out Coop. Um, I've known him for years. I've I've watched, worked with him, watched him, and I'm I'm not only glad he found a place, but that he's been able to like launch that. Uh, again, rumors. I've not talked to him yet about it, but that uh, we're looking at a second one. So good for him. Shout out. Go try his burgers, sir. I was not prepared for shout outs, but That's why I, we went I, first. I will. We uh, give you three minutes. I, I would just like to give a shout out to to the homies at Bottle Shop. Oh uh, yeah, I will be there on the sixteenth doing a, an awesome event uh, with, with some barrel aged beers and some other cool stuff, and uh, we'll do some like foam axe throwing. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think it's Velcro, actually, not foam. Well, not close you, enough. You it's gonna be not dangerous, though. You you come um, for my extra one? Okay. Oh, yeah. What? What? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I own. Yeah. I own all Axtro. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I just got a link from Samantha about its fun game. But uh, no, just want to give a shout out to the homies at Bottle Shop, and honestly, anybody that just supports us around town. Um, and if you want to see all three of our degenerate asses playing silly ass beer games, we'll be. Are you gonna go Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Bro, Just make right? sure. Bobby, sure. Bobby, you and I are on a team. We're yeah. going to win. We're going to be at Yard. Uh, this launches for this episode. So this episode tomorrow. comes out tomorrow. Um, Which I for the listeners still don't today. have a partner. So if you hear this and want to partner <laughs> with me before Saturday, we're going to be at, uh, at Yard Cigar Bar for the um, the year the annual Bar Olympics, the Beer Olympics. Um, I, it is a hell I'm gonna of a bring, I'm going to bring the original uh, medals I won from year one Bar Olympics. Uh, back from, when there was no competition. It starts at 10 a.m. No, back when it was in <laughs> So at, uh, at Chandler. In Chandler at uh, Yard, Yard Scar Bar. Right next to Fibbridge, yep. On Saturday, the 4th of February, yes, uh, you will be having a good-ass time. Hell yeah. Perfect. So, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Ennis. Cheers. Right. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Bye-bye. See ya.